Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Gruber. And I'm Jason Mefford. And today, we have an amazing guy, one of our great friends, Phil Gerbishak, is back with us. So, Phil, welcome, man. <laughs> So happy I'm to have so you back. To be back. Yeah, I'm so glad to be back. Thanks, gang. Well, yeah. it's it's it, it's been it's been a little while since we had you on, and there has been a whole lot that has happened in your life in the last few months, right? So we're excited to have you back. You you've got a new book that we want to talk about, social selling essentials as well, right? But but yeah, I mean, Phil, thanks for being here, man. I mean, it's it's um, you you've been one of our favorite guests, one of the most popular ones as well. So. And, and, I, and I love that you're just an, a genuine guy, right? You're just who you are. You're real, you're approachable. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because I know social media, social selling, that scares the shit out of a lot of people, right? And a lot of people yeah. do it wrong. I mean, every day on LinkedIn, oh my gosh, right? <laughs> so if, if I get one more 47 paragraph thing about what they can do for me and how they're going to make me a millionaire, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> it's like, I don't know you. Why are you sending this to me? Yeah. <sighs> it's just all wrong. So yeah. Phil and congrats, Phil. You've had a lot of life changes. Phil's gotten married since we talked to him last. Thank you. Is now a bonus parent to a couple great kids and a bonus dog parent. So that's good too. So yeah. Woof. Woof. Good stuff. So, so Phil, tell us about what you've been doing, and then let's let's talk about the book. I'm so excited about this. You got some. You've got five points you're going to make that I think are brilliant. So we'll go. We'll talk about those. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. So lots has been going on. Um, I'm still training and coaching and speaking about sales, but I'm also doing some sales. I'm working with uh, B2Linked, uh, doing LinkedIn advertising sales because LinkedIn is where business people hang out. It's where people want to do business. And frankly, if you want your company in front of people, you got to advertise, you got to spend some money. So um, yeah, so I've been doing that, working on the book, you know, grateful that, uh, you know, it's done, right? So that's <laughs> really, really, that's the best part, you know, and now the hard work starts of the promotion and the sharing and, and the breaking it apart into digestible pieces and making it, frankly, making a social selling book more social is both easier and harder than you'd think. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, cool. Well, we can't wait to hear about it. We talked a little bit before we got on the air about some of the points of, you know, figuring out who you serve. And then you have these five great little phrases that I love, I love alliteration. So that's fun. Um, talking about purpose and all these things. So, so let's dive in. What is the first, well, tell us for what are the five points? And then we'll talk about them individually. Sure. So first, really is a mindset, mindset shift for a lot of folks. And that's service over self. Super important, right? With that, it's quality over quantity. Yep. It's solutions over sales. It's value over volume. And it's teach before touch. That's all we need to say. It's been a great show. <laughs> yeah, see, see you later. Try the veal and buy the book. Yeah, exactly. Try the well, and I love especially the first one. So let's just jump in and start talking about service over self, right? Because again, it's it's so so much of what's online in general is self-serving, right? And and you know, it's just kind of the wrong approach, right? Where again, we're going to be much more successful if we're serving people 
right? Instead of kind of being a taker, if you will, right? I think Adam Grant has that thing, you know, about takers, givers, matchers as well in his mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, as, as I've thought about that, and it's like, there are so many takers in the world. They want to take your time. They want to take your attention. They want to take, 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 take. There's not a lot of people that are giving or serving. And so I love yeah. that that's like one of the first points. So talk, talk a little bit more about that. What does that mean? Sure. So, so well, self-focused, let's not even call it self-centered, but self-focused means I talk all about me and all about I and all of the words that I use and the videos that I produce are all about me and I. Yeah. Well, if I'm reading that and you posted that, Jason, I'm like, well, that's good for Jason. That doesn't uh-huh. relate to me. And even if you have a great lesson in there, if the focus is on you, it's harder to, on, to feel the lesson. It's not going to get my attention. But instead, if we shift that focus to being of service and we understand first, who do we serve? Yeah. That's really important, right? We have to know who we serve because it, we're just serving. I mean, if I don't like ice cream and you've got unlimited self-service ice cream, that still doesn't do me any good. I'm lactose intolerant. Don't give me self-service ice cream. I didn't even ask for it. It doesn't serve me at all. But on the other hand, if you know who I am and you know I'm lactose intolerant, you know, for instance, that, you know, even though from Wisconsin, I I can't really eat cheese or ice cream or milk. Ah. Well, perhaps you are, right? I lost my- Oh, terrible. It is horrible. Um, Imagine instead you offer me Sour Patch Kids. Imagine me instead, you offer me bourbon. Imagine instead you offer me red <coughs> three things that I certainly like a lot. Well, now it's in service, right? Because mm-hmm. I paid attention to that. And I would argue that being useful with that service is the most valuable thing you can be. So how, how, let's put that together. Let's talk about what the heck that actually means instead of just abstract, let's make it concrete. So think about a post that you would make and imagine you see this post come through that talks about a frequent challenge that somebody has or a customer or a prospect that recently was talked to. And here was how they felt. And here are the things that they came to me with. And here's how we brainstormed and try to come up with a solution. And we work together to co-create something that's even bigger than they might've thought because they didn't even understand the enormity of the situation. And we post about that a little bit. And here's the outcome that we had. And then what about you? Would you be interested in an outcome like that? And sometimes if we post it to the public, uh, sometimes the what about you might be implied. But if I'm sending you an email or if I'm making a phone call to you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask the question, right? So does this resonate with you? Would you be interested in learning a little bit more? I'd like to be in service. Is there something I can help you with? How can I help you? or can you help me are really powerful words because most of us need help and most of us can give help. And if we can do that, if we can give value there, if we can give that service away, well, heck, we can be someone that actually is delightful when we get on the phone with them. Someone that, oh yes, great. Kathy and Jason emailed me. That's fantastic, right? I'm looking forward to that. And really, we can be that way, even with our prospects and customers, if we're of service in the public on social, if we're in service as we talk to them privately, because then they'll become maybe a little more vulnerable with us and really tell us what's going on. And that's where we're going to, that's where we got to focus. Yeah, I 
Well, I was just going to say, I love that. And I, so many people want to be of service. And I know, Jason, I've told you the story. I, I was at my office and I finished a client and I got the call that my car was ready from the auto body place. And I knew that my client had to go by there to get home. And I said, hey, you know, if you're going straight home, I hate to bug you, but would you mind dropping me off at the car place? And he goes, Kathy, wow, yes, thank you. I would be so happy to be of service in that way to you. That would bring me such joy to be able to do that for you. And I'm thinking, wow, you're just taking me to the car place. But he was so happy. He said, like, you help so many people. It is my pure pleasure to take you to the car place. And it was just so like so emotional to me to, to have somebody so ready to help for something seemingly so insignificant, but it helped me enormously. You know, I didn't have to call an Uber. I didn't have to bug my boyfriend. I didn't, you know, it was so incredible that he did that. He was so excited to do it. And I think if we tap, we all have that in us that wants to help, right? We all want to be of service. And I, I think you're right. I think we forget that. It's what can I get out of it as opposed to what can I help other people with? So I love that first lesson. I think you're right. I think that's the basis of all of this is that feeling of being of service and how can you serve? Well, and, and what you were just talking about there, it's a subtle little shift, right? But again, I mean, how you, you work with selling professionals your whole career, right? How many of them feel like, oh, you know, it's sleazy and I'm pushy and I'm, you know, all those words that go along with it, right? Of trying to make the sale because I'm trying to take somebody's money, right? As opposed to that little difference of, hey, here's how I help somebody else and offering. Is that the kind of help that you would like to? right? It, it's just, that, that's why I love the word like offer instead of sale, mm -hmm. right? Because then it's, it's ultimately, I mean, we, we don't or shouldn't try to manipulate someone, right? But we should be there that yes, well, you know what, if, if what I do for a living is something that you need, then I have an obligation to offer it to you, not going to try to force you or coerce you into it. But yeah, you know, would you be interested in an outcome like that? Yeah, it's great. And it's such a Brilliant. great question. Such a great yeah. question. Cool. Well, and offers lead to outcomes. So it's important mm -hmm. we make some offers. I want to be really clear as we talk through these. I'm we're not going to get into making offers. Um, that's a big, you know, we could spend a whole hour just on mm -hmm. that. But I want to remind folks, right, as we go through these, I also want you to think about at some point you do have to ask. Yep. You do have to make an ask. So please don't yeah. forget that, right? Just these five alone are not enough yeah. to get you over the hump, but these are the way that we can social sell to earn a conversation and earn the right to make an offer. Yeah, yeah. My uncle was in sales for years. He's incredibly, he's can build rapport with people so quick. Like everybody just loves him. And when I first started speaking, and I think it was right after a conversation Phil, you and I had, my uncle said, hey, Kat, he said, let me tell you, the key to sales if they like you, they'll see you, but if they trust you, they'll buy from you. He said, it's about building that rapport, building that relationship and creating trust with that person. It's not enough to just be nice. They'll, they'll, they'll see it. They'll talk to you. If you're nice, they're not going to buy from you unless they trust you. And that sounds like this is sort of what you're building with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Nice. Cool. So the second one, uh, which I can't read on my thing, Quantity. something with a Q quantity. That's uh, something with a Q. <laughs> yeah. That's a Q squiggle, yeah. not Q squiggle. So it could have been yeah. anything. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. So quality over quantity. So um, often, you know, we're in business and we think we have to make a thousand touches or a million touches or even a hundred touches. Well, I want you to think about that. If the goal is just a bing, 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 
well, my gosh, I mean, that's not a real relationship. And then you circle back and you probably missed out on the nuance of what was possibly there. Now, I'm not telling you to bat, not batch. I want to be really clear here. Absolutely batch your work for sure. But batched work leads to quality work because if I'm going to talk today to 50 small business owners that run an insurance agency that all are in the Orlando metro market and are looking to sell property and casualty insurance to new homeowners, that's a very different conversation than if I was going to talk to financial advisors who work with people who are rolling over their 401ks. Okay, so let's be clear here. We are looking for quality. So we prep and we know that we want a quality conversation. And if I can have today five quality conversations with people, or maybe 10 quality touches that are meaningful, right? Meaningful. When I leave a comment on someone's LinkedIn post, it is not nice post. Great job. (laughs) It's not that. It's I read the post. I read the article. I went deep. I saw what's there. And I made a thoughtful, meaningful comment to add some insight into the conversation and try to add quality. So if I can, not that we don't, again, not that we don't set any goals, but I want you to shrink those down and really think about what would a quality relationship look like? What would a quality conversation be? What would, right? If it went great, if everything went perfect, what would a quality ask be? What would a quality outcome be of this? Now, sometimes we've got 15 minutes. You cannot sell someone in 15 minutes unless there's an immediate need for that. So instead your goal, shrink your goal down. My goal is to get the next meeting. My goal is for them to answer the phone. My goal is for them to respond to my email, to respond to my video outreach, whatever it is, set that goal and then be quality about it. Do it as high a quality as you can and don't focus on a hundred of them, focus on 10 or 15 and that's enough. Yeah, because really it's, it's not about like sending a hundred messages. Just random messages, you're better to send five, right? And again, I mean, I see that every day on LinkedIn. Yep. You know, most most of the people that reach out to connect to me, I just ignore because when I see business coach, when I see some of the other things like that, I know yeah. that my my messages are just gonna be full of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're just gonna they're just gonna spam me effectively by having a VA just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, right? And I'm just going to have all this stuff. You're, you're better off to, to reach out to fewer people for quality or create fewer posts that are of higher quality as well, right? And, 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 and what you kind of said there too about the, you know, especially LinkedIn, that's one where I'm on the most. It's got the little, you know, the little cheat sheet, like you can just click thank you or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever kind of thing, right? And it's like, I know when people are doing that to me, right? And so if people do it to me, if they're not going to take time for me, I'm usually just going to click the button back, right? Um, versus like you said, if somebody actually, and I try to do this, I try to use people's names, you know, respond mm-hmm. back somehow something that's relevant about about the post. And if people do it to me, then they're going to get me, 
right? They're not just going to get the thank you button or the you're welcome button. Right. <laughs> They're going to actually get a real response from me. And I think that's what you're talking about too, right? Is it's like, yeah. let's add some humanness to this and actually have quality conversations and quality relationships yeah. instead of just these transactions that are going back and forth. Yeah. It also sounds like what everyone always says is niche down. Who are you trying to serve? You know, if, if I go, if I cast this wide net, yeah, I'm going to catch 30 things, but half of them is going to be shit that I don't want that isn't a fit that isn't, you know, so yeah, rather than trying to send out a hundred messages to people who have no clue what you do or don't need what you do, you're wasting your time. You're wasting their time. It gets annoying. Find those five quality leads, those five quality connections. So, you know, I think it comes down to who do you serve? You know, what are you actually offering to those people and how do you reach them? Yeah, one other thing just to keep in mind here is quality also means spell checking and grammar checking your work. <laughs> and these are little things. I, I want yeah. to be really clear. None of these are massive things, but I can tell you that doing these things certainly matters because most people yeah. don't take the time. Now, some might say that a spell, a spelling error, a typo makes us more human. And I appreciate that. I get that. And you can say that, but I will tell you right now, more people than not do judge you based on the fact that you you know, that you did yep. something stupid, right? Like if I spell your name as Kathy with a C, you, you know, yep. I didn't really pay any damn attention. Now that being said, right? If the, uh, later on I spelt with a K and I'm correct about it, you probably overlook that. But if I start wrong, mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna end wrong. So yeah. be careful, right? Like use your brain and think about that and don't be falsely, falsely error prone, right? Don't do that because you think uh. that people want that authenticity matters yeah oh god absolutely oh please yeah Thank I, you. Yes. I, I really want people to call me james instead of jason right <laughs> oh okay no i'll start to, okay james, no i don't right, james I it is james no. phil we got this down james mefford yeah check i, I don't I, that, that just happens to be if if somebody's going to use the wrong name they call me james for some reason and, and and like you said it happens more times than not so again is it, it it's not that's not a spelling that's not a typing error that's a you forgot who, who the fuck you're talking to right so it's like you know and, and 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 you wouldn't do that in a regular conversation right i mean if we're talking to phil and we start calling him pete he's going to be like who are you talking to <laughs> you wouldn't kinda, do that in person so you don't want to do looks that like a pete does he, he kinda, yeah he kind of looks like more a like pete. a repeat than a pete <laughs> yeah jesus okay <laughs> Okay, let's move on. So value, I got this, so I can read my writing. <laughs> value over volume. <laughs> yeah, so value over volume. If we think about this, understanding, again, it gets back to knowing our customer. If we know what they need and we offer that, if we share that, if we ask for insight, if we do things that are valuable to them, well, then we earn the right to have a conversation and be a little more volume. I would also say if we post things that are valuable, that's way better than posting 10 times a week. Okay, so everything we do, the goal, and, and I think about this truly, when I post, I know I made a post this morning uh, about a job seeker uh, opportunity. I don't, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't coach job seekers. Um, I am mostly self-employed. I'm not job seeking. Um, most of my friends are fortunate that they're uh, entrepreneurs like me, so they're not job seeking. But I know that I also do have some folks in my network who are job seekers. I know that. Mm -hmm. And today I made a post for them. That was my hope is that some of them who are seeking get some help because someone that I know in my network who I do really value 
I shared her post because she works with job seekers. So it's value for her because I'm amplifying her message and it's value for the people, frankly, that I can't serve. I want to be really clear. I cannot serve job seekers. They're not my audience. They're not people that I'm, I, I'm not great at uh, rewriting your resume. Uh, that's not the service I provide, but uh -huh. it's still value because now I'm connecting right now. I'm connecting yeah. with people and hopefully helping them adding value. And maybe one day they'll be in a corporate sales job again and think about me. Some yeah. of you added that, or if not, I will just remind them, by the way, did you get a chance to attend that session? Was that valuable for you? Now, again, I have an in so that we can talk about something. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That one just, I mean, that speaks for itself. It just, it makes so much sense of what are you actually giving people? And that's the other thing that to, to Jason's point about, you know, getting the spam email stuff is you get, you know, these 32 clearly little cut and pasted paragraphs that don't actually offer you anything. It's, you know, it's, and I, I, I wrote back to, this is when I would actually respond to these. I wrote back to one guy, no, thank you. And he goes, oh, must be nice not to need an extra 15,000 a month. And I'm thinking, fuck you. Like, you don't know who I am. You're asking me to do this. Does not fit. What, what? How are you rude back to me? <laughs> it's just so weird. It's like, look, I'm really going to buy from him now. I mean, he just basically called me an idiot. And it's like, why would you? Oh, humans. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. value over volume. It just, it makes perfect sense. There. Yeah, I think so. And, and here's something that I see a lot of times when we talk about the volume piece is we get pitch slapped so often. <laughs> on the first connect, right? Ron Tite is the first person yeah. I heard use this word, but it's pitch slapped, right? So as mm -hmm. soon as we connect, somebody smacks us in the face with a pitch. Hey, yeah. buy my stuff. Here we go. Here's one today that I got. Hey, let me invite you to some stupid website, the new social platform for media marketing, tech, and regulation. It'd be amazing to have you among our members and do a short Zoom video with you among leading professionals. This is all about self. Here's what I need. Here's my platform. Here's uh, what you can do for me. Not, you know what? Hey, you like to be an early adopter, Phil. So I thought you might be interested in this brand new platform and be one of the first sales experts on the channel that we can spotlight and hopefully drive business your way. Would you be open to that? Nice. Holy crap. Yes. Hit me, baby. I'm interested. Right. So the, the difference is I'm immediately turned off by this. Yep. And I'm like, no, like, no, thank you. Right. That, that I mean, just a little twist there of how yep. she positioned that could have got me excited about it. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I love that you use that example because we post things all the time. We go, this looks really great. And then you do something like, where, like you just did. You break it apart and we go, oh, I could see how I could have changed that for the better. So thank you for, for that example. I think that was, that was very valuable right there. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? So, uh, solutions over sales or teach before touch? Which do we do? Let's do the solutions over sales. Okay. Um, and yeah. And then the last one is a, is a great wrap up, right? So solutions over sales means... Not again, that you don't make sales, I'll be really clear, but people buy things that fix their problems. Yeah. And you likely can solve problems, even if you can't benefit from the solution. So uh -huh. as I look at someone's profile, um, you know, as I'm gonna do some outreach, 
Have they posted a job recently? Do they need help amplifying that? Okay, I can share that. I can help with that. Did they recently write something good in their in their timeline, right? Did they share something? I can amplify that. Did their company do something good? Okay, I can share that or I can comment on that, right? And I'm taking a little bit of notes here. I'm thinking, what are some solutions, right? What are some challenges that I'm seeing? What are some problems that they have? And then I mention those. And I and again, I ask the question. So, hey, I, I, I saw that, here are a couple problems yours. Here are a couple challenges. I've got some thoughts on this. Are you open to hearing them? Right? Much better than, by the way, my super basimatic 76 will fix all your sciatica needs. What? How do you? I don't have sciatica. Why are you <laughs> sending this to me? Right? I mean, come on. So, so we have to like look for the opportunity to solve a problem instead of trying to make sales. Well, and I think what, what the little nuance there, because you ask a question too, right? Which, which again is, because I've started to try to do this with, with some people as well of, you know, instead of just like, I love that pitch slapped, instead of pitch slapping somebody, right? Yep. Would you be interested in learning more? Would you like me to send you the, the post link? Would you like me to whatever, right? Because it puts it back on them as well, right? And, and again, that has to be thoughtful in what you're doing and looking at what do I think might be a solution that this person needs, but then offer and allow them to kind of opt in, if you will, is, is, yeah. is right? To, to where it's like, I'm not just going to send you a bunch of shit unless you tell me you want me to send the stuff. I want you to raise your hand, right? I want you to say, yeah. hey, I'm actually interested yeah. as opposed to I'm going through my address book and I just sent 150 people the same schlocky crap and three of them responded and seven of them replied with F off because take me off your crappy mailing list. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that, right? I've coached people who that's the messages they get. And again, right, that gets back to the quality over quantity thing. Uh, well, I sent a thousand messages and three responded. So all I need is to be a piece of business. This is great. Well, the law of diminishing return says, if you send a thousand today, you're gonna have to send 5,000 tomorrow and 10,000 the next day and a hundred thousand to get three responses. Well, and could you imagine if you just opened up your address <laughs> book and called everybody in your address book and asked them on a date? And it's like, it's your dentist and it's your aunt and it's your niece. And I mean, you wouldn't do that. You have to know who you're contacting and what you're <laughs> give, offering them. <laughs> hey, Aunt Mary, do you want to go out? And it's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Hey, it depends on which part of the country you're in. That she might say yes, right? That's a valid point. Well, Mary, she's a pain in the ass. So, um, you know, it, 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 you have to know who you're contacting, what you're serving them. Oh, Phil, you're just, I love what you do. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, one, one other thing about that, right? So most people don't even ask them out on a date. They ask them to get married on the first date, right? That's the pitch slap, right? So, hey, Kathy, buy my tuna fish helper, whatever thingy, my bob. And, so don't do that, right? So don't do that if you're hearing this, right? And you're like, ooh, how can I be better? Ask the question, invite interest, be good with that. Yeah. Ugh. Love it. I think we don't ask enough questions. I don't think we actually know who we're serving. We don't know who we, we're not curious. And I know with coaching, you know, we're all coaches. One of the things you stay curious, that's coming from that place of self. You don't know the other person unless you're curious about it. What makes them feel that way? What is their pain point? What is their problem? What do they need? How can you help solve that problem for them? And whether it's referring them to somebody else or something you actually offer, 
You know, I mean, I've referred clients to so many other practitioners or coaches or people, if it's something that I can't do, I still want to, I still want to be of service. I still want to be able to help them solve that problem, even if it's not through me. So yeah, I love that. Cool. And the last one, teach before touch. So if we think about it, we all have something to share. We all have something to teach. What is that? Have you shared that? Have you gotten it out there, right? Have you done something that shows that you're valuable, that you have something to give that you can teach. Mm-hmm. Now that does mean again, right? It gets back to asking good questions, going deeper and deeper. Michael Bungay Stanier in the coaching habit talks about staying curious or just a little longer. That's so important, right? We have to do that. Stay curious or just a little longer and a little longer and a little longer. And it doesn't mean that you spend 90 minutes on a discovery call with someone who's completely unqualified but I'm going to teach them because they shared something with me. And I'm like, huh, can I share something with you? Here's something that I've found is really valuable for people like you, because of course, you're not the first call I've ever made. You're not the first person I've ever talked to. Can I teach you something? And then the touch is the, would it be okay if we set up another meeting? Would it be okay if I sent you more information about this, would it be okay if when I find information like this, that's valuable, that we set up a time to talk about it again? Teach before we touch them. And frankly, if we can't teach, if we can't reach them with something to teach, right? I, I would say, you know, challenger sale is a perfect example. We, we have to come in with insight at people that valuable stuff and teach them something. When we can teach them, we can touch them. We might earn the right to do that. But if we don't, if all we're doing is bloviating, well, there's not going to be any time there to touch them because they're going to tune you out. Yeah. Well, I think that's especially important for, for some of us that have longer sales cycles, right? Where again, maybe it's, it's a higher ticket item. It's, it's really relationship selling instead of transactional, right? I mean, if you're selling something for 10 bucks, people are going to buy it or they're not, right? But if you're, if you're selling something that's a higher ticket item or more of a relationship thing, mm-hmm. you know, back to kind of, Kathy, what your, what your uncle had said before, people will buy if they trust you. Well, how are they going to know if they trust you? Well, you've probably taught them something. You've provided value to them. They've been able to see that, hey, Phil does know what he's talking about. Phil's a great guy. He's been willing to get on the phone with me. He's helped me out. So of course, right, when I need certain services, I'm going to think about Phil. Yeah. And I, and I know, you know, in my business, there's been some people that's been, I've had relationships with them for five or 10 years before they ever buy, if you will, because they're just not in a position at that point. Or sometimes the sales cycle is longer, right? Well, I don't have budget for it this year, but it's in my budget for next year, right? And so you've got to keep that relationship going, keep teaching, keep showing and and sharing with people along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps speed up the sales cycle, to be clear, Mm -hmm. because it's not just, I want to be super clear about this though. It's not just about sharing a link. It's about sharing information and insight because someone said something, because you noticed something. Okay. So first you can notice about the individual hey, because Jason, you said this, I thought this might be a value. Take a look at the third paragraph. Okay, then it's insight about their their industry or their company. 
Okay, then it's insight about the customer, right? Who their customers are. So if we can go through those four, right? We got individual, we got insight about the company, we've yeah. got insight about the uh, industry, and we've got insight potentially about the customers, uh, the, the prospect's customer. This is why, right? But I always have to say why, because it isn't always obvious why. So say why, like be really explicit why. Hey, I read this article and based on our conversation on September 27th, I thought this would be valuable because you said you're looking for this. Oh, okay. Love that as opposed to blah, here's our latest blog post. Blah, here's our latest video. Hey, did you subscribe to my podcast? Why? Because I see your title is X, I know you're an expert in your industry. Yeah, really? Yeah. really? What, what, in, what industry am I in? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been so great. Of course, we're out of time because Phil just has his one giant nugget of information. Thank you. Your giant nugget, Phil. Well, and it's, it's you know, what, what, what you're talking about is what people need to hear because yeah. there, there's a lot of people out there that are just, you know, doing the transaction. I, I can tell, you know, when people have gone through certain programs because all of a sudden you'll start hit, you know, you'll start seeing the copy paste and the same kinds of, of things. Right. Uh, uh, and it's, and it's just copying somebody else's script, if you will. Right. Look, this script has worked for me Buy my course and I'll give you all my scripts. Right. But it's not about the scripts. It's about actually being authentic and actually really connecting with people, understanding who they are, what their needs are, you know, what's, what some of these, you know, different ways that we can serve them are, um, because ultimately at the end of the day, that's what's important, right? We're still all human beings. The money, the cha-ching at the end of the day, doesn't matter. We got to be us. We got to be authentic to who we are. And that's one of the things I love so much about you, Phil, is you, you're a guy with a heart, yeah. right? You actually give a shit about other people. And so many people out there, they see us as transactions instead of relationships right and and, and that's kind of where you're where you're going with a lot of this is hey folks let's just let's just be human beings that are actually serving and helping other people amazing things happen right wasn't that zig ziglar you know help enough people get what they want and you're going to get exactly what you want right yeah. absolutely i love absolutely. it Couldn't agree any, more. yeah any final thoughts phil and then how can people reach you i know you've got a great website for the book and i know you love to give people your phone number because you are accept accessible and reachable so i love that so sure. final thoughts so, yeah so final thoughts right so pick pick one of those things that we talked about today and go get it just pick one start there start with something whether it's service over self quality over quantity value over volume whatever it is right pick one and really own it like think about it how does this work for me and more importantly, how does it work for my prospects, for my customers, for my referral sources? Ask yourself that. Go after it. Spend some time in that. Well, after you do that, then feel free, you know, go get a copy of my book. Go to socialsellingessentials.com. Go deeper on a lot of these stuff. Or you're like, dude, I need help. Or I've got a question. Or what did you mean by teach before touch? I really didn't get it. I need another example. Hey, cool. Reach out to me. My phone number is easy, 414-640-7445.
And in the old days, I would tell you that 7445 also spells Phil because I want to be of service to you. I really mm -hmm. do. You know, when I used to be an IT manager that served people in IT, our help desk would spell help. And if you needed help that the, beyond the team, you'd call Phil. And that was my extension. And that's nice. my number. And that's my promise to you. If you call me, I'm not going to sell you anything. I'm going to do my best to serve you. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for being on. And congrats on all the successes in your life and the new book and everything that's happening. I'm so excited for you. You really are one of my favorite people. And I appreciate that anytime I've needed something and I've reached out to you, you have helped me. And we've caught up and chatted and talked. And so I, I really appreciate that. So um, I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, you know, take Phil up on his offer because um, he's he's serious about it. So go out, go out, get his book. Um, I'm excited to to get it and to go through it. And uh, whatever you do, have a great week. Pick one of these things and actually start working on it because the transformation is only going to happen if you actually start working it. So with that, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya. Yeah.